Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this satsang. For the whole past week, the readings from the Aghor Book of Wisdom have been focused on Kriya, ritual action. And Kriya is a very vast name. Any action that we do is called Kriya, basically. And the ritual action means any Kriya, actions that we do that leads us towards our higher self, towards the divine. That's what Baba has been speaking about. Even like getting up in the morning and looking at your palms and stepping on the ground, these all come under Kriya. but it leads to how to even enter in meditation. We all meditate. We all have our mantra or breathing techniques, whatever we do. But before you get into it, it's Kriya is like the seed. The practice is like the seed, like the mantra is the seed. How, before you begin to sow it, what is the condition of the ground? So Kriya is basically for preparation of the ground in which your seed, your practice can grow. One beautiful gem that came out was when you are agitated, angry, frustrated, fearful, it's better not to meditate then. Yes, you can sit down and close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, all that. But the meditation that you do in the name of connection with your higher self, with your mantra, requires certain more preparation. When you are fearful, anything, fear of anything, Baba says very clearly, that's not the time to meditate. Because any state of being that you are in, it may amplify. So this is why Kriya is important before you get into your worship, your meditation, your prayers. 
clean the ground first before you begin to sow something in it. When you are given a mantra, if you remember, you are asked to meditate first, just for a short time, in your heart. Divine Mother, granting you fearlessness. So that's the first thing that we do. Before we sit to meditate, bringing our attention to the heart and imagining there is a divine presence in my heart granting me fearlessness. If you remember the Kriya, this is what you were taught. But that is the reason to remove the fear from our heart before we go into our inner work. Lots of times people go in the inner work in order to dispel the fear. But what Bhava is proposing, try to remove the fear before you go there so you can really do the work. If you don't have an image in your heart, think about sweetness. What does it feel when you hold the word sweetness in your mind and bring your attention to your heart? When you are thinking of sweetness, there is no place for fear. So one of the Kriya is meditate on the Divine Mother sitting on the lotus, granting you fearlessness. So that's an imagery that has been given, but the real work is when I have that trust in my heart that the Divine Presence is there behind me, protecting me, dispelling the obstacles, there is hope. If we have nothing, then the possibility is I could be, I could totally succumb to it. So before we go into our practice, just having faith in something higher that has my back, granting me fearlessness, awaken something in me. So just for a moment, going to the heart, doing that Kriya, then going to the forehead. The imagery for the forehead is meditate on the Guru, sitting on the white lotus, granting you fearlessness. Guru is really your higher consciousness, your pure consciousness. So sweetness in your heart and purity in your mind. By doing these two kriyas, we address fear. And there is fear of all kinds. We, we all know how many shades of fear are there in so many forms. Removing yourself from fear. And not only fear, think about purity of the heart 
is experienced when there is no desire for anything. I'm not praying for anything. I'm not praying for anything. Because when you are praying for something, either there is fear or there is some kind of lack is experienced that you want something. The true prayer, true meditation happens when all those things are at bay and I'm there sitting with my whole being. Just as in to appreciate the divine's presence and hand in my every action. You're sitting there just to appreciate. You're not praying for anything. You're not asking for anything. You're not begging for anything. So when you sit to meditate, scan your state of being. And really there should be a little light and joy in the heart, lightness in the mind. And just sitting there to welcome whatever comes in. If I'm praying for something, I'm always pushing towards something. I'm not pushing. I'm just being. And in that state of being, in that stillness, in that silence, something beautiful emerges. Fear is a big topic. We could talk about it forever. Fear is really the effect of an undisciplined mind. That mind always goes to the worst scenario. There is little of our natural instinct, human instinct also but most of the time it's just our mind going to the worst possible place and thinking what would happen. Things happen in the world that are very fearful, they're very undesirable. That's also a time to just look at my mind. Where is it going? Is it going towards the worst thing that could happen or it's going towards, okay, this, the pent up steam has come out. Now maybe we go back to what we need to do. This Kriya about cleaning your heart, cleaning your mind before you sit to meditate is very important. So next time you are sitting to do your meditation, scan yourself. Is there some kind of anxiety? Is there some kind of fear, anger? Um, try to just push it all out. And how can we push it out? Some trust is required, trust in something some name, some form, some presence. There's something bigger than me is there. I'm not in charge. I don't have to carry the whole thing on my shoulders. There comes a time I have to just put my forehead to the ground, and let everything roll off. 
That is also a Kriya. You go to a temple, you go to a, a place of worship, you kneel, you put your forehead down. That's a Kriya of whatever burden I'm carrying on my shoulders is rolling off at the feet of the divine. The very moment we touch our forehead with the earth, anything that's in here goes to the earth. And it goes even faster if we are aware of that. If we are holding that thought that, okay, Mother, Mother Earth, take this from me. Even in your room, if something is totally overwhelming. These kind of kriyas are very helpful to just get off the chair, get off the beds, kneel on the ground and just touch your forehead with the earth. <clears throat> Touching with the earth, it could be a little tricky because we got carpet, we got wooden floor, we got, it's sometimes it's better to, if it really touches the earth, the soil. So if there is a um, opportunity for that, this kind of Kriya can be practiced. That whatever is here, it's not mine. Whatever is in my mind, it's not mine. It has come because I'm pure. I'm whole. I'm complete. Anything that comes to take me away from that is not mine and it needs to go somewhere. And where can we send it? Mother Earth is very, very graceful. She sustains us all. She gives us everything that we need from grain to diamonds. Everything comes from her, everything returns to her. So kriyas are important, rituals are important in our life and rituals in all different traditions, there is a place for rituals. When we are engaged in a ritual, mind takes a back seat and heart opens. We may not be able to understand all the rituals. We may be in the habit of that everything that we do, we really have to understand, we have to know the dynamic, we have to know the chemistry, the physics, all that before I do it. That's the conditioning of the mind. In spiritual journey, sometimes it's very important to just, I don't know it, but I'm just going to do it. could be helpful. I talked about this just because I heard when I came in, Shannon was telling you about the podcast, about the daily readings. And um, Jishnuji is here. He's my guru brother, guru bhai. 
we were in Baba's service and he has translated most of the books into English. He's the one who has translated Aghor Book of Wisdom and several other books. So he reads it in Hindi and then I read the English translation and just say a few words, whatever comes to my mind. And we thought this could be a nice to share with everybody and so try it out. And do look forward to his talk about history of Aghor. That's what he has been doing his whole career, speaking about it all over in different universities. Much is happening in the world. It continues and I don't want to talk about it, but I have seen um, the fear just has hit the crescendo. And, but please do know that things like this pass and time for the goodness comes. We do whatever we can, we write, we, but just feeding our mind with the same news, same stories, the spun in so many different ways. Try to protect yourself from that. Um, the new year is here. The focus of the year is the health. Focus on your healthy habits, bringing something new that is good for your health, being devoted to it is very important. Last night, before going to bed, I was just thinking that usually I sit down in front of you and whatever comes to my mind, that's what comes out. If I think about it, it becomes something totally different. Yet I was thinking, what should I share with you? And a poem of Rahim, poet, came to my mind. Nindak niyare rakhiye angan kuti chavai. Binasabun safa kare subhav. That someone who criticizes you, keep him close to you. Angan kuti chavai. Make a little hut for them in your courtyard and let him be there. Because without, without soap, they clean your fabric of your being. Now, if somebody criticizes me, what is the immediate reaction? 
get away from them as far as I can, run from them. But if I'm truly devoted to my growth, it's important for me to look at that, whatever they have to offer. This is a, a big task. Because our mind can always justify that they, they don't really have any good of me in their heart and they're always criticizing me. Even if I do good, they're criticizing me. Now, if you are connected with yourself, if you know who you are, you know what your process is, it shouldn't be affected by somebody else's offering like that, immediate reaction. There should not be immediate reaction. Maybe that gives me an opportunity to stop and see why they're saying it. Is there something really worth contemplating from that offering? Maybe not the whole thing, but there could be little truth. And that little truth may not come to me from someone who who calls themselves my friend or who want to be near me. Some people don't even say what needs to be said just because they don't want to offend you. It's helpful for us to hear those kind of comments once in a while, not all the time, once in a while. Nindak niyare rakhye agan kuti chavai. Keep the one who is criticizing you in the courtyard of your house. Build a little hut for them there so they stay there. And in the process of listening to our own criticism, somebody criticizing gives that spark to look at myself. Otherwise, sometimes we never have that opportunity to really look at ourselves. We can be very um, taken by whatever is happening. So that was little thing I wanted to throw at you this week that how do you deal with the one who criticizes you? Look at your own habits, look at your own tendencies, how you react to it, how you deal with it. So may this week be a week of self-reflection in that light. I think I will stop here right now till something else comes that I need to share with you. But I would like to uh, open it up for any questions or any comments that you may have.